did it. All right. Well, before I get into what we're going to be talking about today, I have a quick favor to ask somebody. I need, I'm going to need water. I know I'm going to need water. My voice is already parched and I don't have anything. So if somebody could please get me a cup of water, I would love it. So. I, don't know, I don't want your seconds. No, that's, no, I, but thanks, Ben. I'll be fine for now. I'm just, so I, if somebody could though, but thank you. Oh, thank you, Ben. I'll make sure that's actually sealed. All right, good. Okay. Thank you, Ben. All right. Well, today we're going to do something a little different. It's not going to be a traditional sermon in the sense uh, this is the day that we are honoring our graduates, and we are honoring them and, and kind of sending them off in a sense. Now, some of them are going to stick with us. Some of, us, some of them are going to just be over the hill in Alfred and go into those schools. Some of them might be going to a school far away. Some of them may be taking a year off and working. They're all in different areas of life. And yet, in a sense, they are about to enter the next era of their lives. And, and they're really entering adulthood, if you will, in today's society. And, and today I wanted to just take a few minutes. We don't have a whole lot of time because we want to get to uh, showing you their, their pictures and everybody thinks that it's wonderful and cute and all those things. And, and, we, and we want to get to the... To, having them share their heart and also to be able to meet them and for you to uh, just put your support behind them. So as we get there, oh, thanks, Bill. Wow, I asked for water, I get two. This is amazing. Thank you so much. All right, so what we're going to do this morning is we're going to look at a key character of the Bible. Now, in, our, in the little uh, drama that we had going up, you remember there was the sign that came across that said Moses, and we saw that he parted the Red Sea, and we know the story of Moses, most of us, and Moses freed the Israelites through God's power from slavery from Egypt. And uh, as he did that, then he leads the Israelites towards the promised land. He leads them to where God has promised to, let, to make them prosper and as they go, the Israelites continue to make mistake after mistake after mistake. Uh, and eventually, they actually have to wander the desert for 40 years. And, uh, and here, then it comes a point in history in which we see Moses is now, as the leader of Israel is now gone. You know, he's passed on, he's died, and now there is a new leader that needs to step up. And that new leader, as most of you know, is Joshua. Uh, Joshua had been following Moses around, kind of an apprentice type deal. And then Moses, who uh, is the father uh, you know, of, of the Israelites at that time, is now going to be replaced by another guy. Not a, small, uh, not a small thing here. He's going to be really promoted into leading this huge group of millions of people into the promised land. And uh, we see now that Moses is gone and out of the scene. Now Joshua comes onto the scene. And God comes to Joshua and he says to Joshua some really key things that he wants Joshua to remember as he goes forward in leading his people. Joshua is entering the next phase of his life. He's now going from the apprentice of the great Moses to now he's going to be the leader of the Israelites. And you know, we see he's got a book it's named after Joshua, and that's where we're going to be. We're going to be in Joshua chapter 1, and this is where God comes to Joshua, and he gives him some advice. He says, before you set off onto this new journey, into this new area of your life, here are some things that I want you to know. 
So today I'm going to take those things that God told Joshua in Joshua chapter 1, and I'm going to take them and apply those to our graduates. But let's remember that Scripture does not just apply to certain age groups. As we look at this, there is some kind of application that you and I can receive out of this as well. What it is that God expects of us to do in life. Whatever steps life may take us on. Whatever path we may go on, there are certain things that God says, these are the things that you should do. And actually, the interesting part of this passage in Joshua chapter 1, we're going to be in verses 6 through 9, is in in, in verse 8, we actually read these. I'm going to, before I read the whole thing, I'm going to go to verse 8 to give you a little bit of a context here. In verse 8, it says this, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. You shall meditate it on it day, at night, day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. Uh, but then it says this, the little key here. It says, For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have success. See, today as we look at this devotion, I, really what I've named it is this, the key to true success. Because this world tells us and tells our graduates, okay, you're going into the world now, you've become adults, you need to make yourself a success. You need to be successful. And I would say God says the same thing. The problem is the world's definition of success and God's definition of success are completely different. And that's what we're going to look at as we look at Joshua chapter 1, verses 6 through 9. If you would read with me in Joshua 1, verses 6 through 9. Be strong and courageous, for you shall give this people possession of the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous. Be careful to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you, and do not turn from it to the right or to the left, so that you may have success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate it on, on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not tremble nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. In a sense, this is God giving Joshua a pep talk. Joshua's about to get into this, he's about to lead these people into the promised land, and this is what God tells him. So there's six things as we go through real quickly. Six things that I see in this passage that God is telling Joshua that today as graduates, as you're moving into the next phase of your life, uh, or any of us who is walking the path of life, what it is that God would have us to do. Well, the first thing I think is pretty obvious. There is a phrase that is mentioned in this passage three separate times. And actually, if you would go back to the book of Deuteronomy, in Deuteronomy, Moses talks to Joshua before he passes and says to Joshua the same thing. He says, be strong and courageous. So actually, Joshua is told this four times. Now, some have said that this may mean that that Joshua was a timid individual, and that's possible. Maybe he was. But what we do know is that God tells Joshua here to be strong and courageous three separate times in verse 6, verse 7, and verse 9. Why would Joshua need to be strong and very courageous? Well, in his sense, it's pretty obvious. He's going to be undertaking a pretty big project. He's going to be moving millions of people, having an army go into the promised land, and it's not like they're just going to walk in and set up tents and it's going to be peaceful. They're going into the promised land and there's going to be war, there's going to be battles, there's going to be things that Joshua is going to have to lead his people through in order to see the promise of the promised land come forth in, the, in Israel. And so this is a, a, a big task, but I even think for us, we need to be strong and courageous in this life because life is not easy. We've seen example after example after example of that. You see, the world says that success is measured by how easy your life is, but the truth of the matter is, is life is not easy. Life, 
is hard. Doing things right, following Christ, uh, living a life of integrity, all these things are hard to do. You need to be strong and courageous in this world that is so against what we stand for as Christians. The gospel that was shared up here today, that Jesus came and died for us so that he could wipe away that stain of sin on our lives. You know, that is the truth. And yet to stand for that in this world is so unbelievably hard. We need to have strength and we need to have courage. You see, this world will lead you astray. In 1 John chapter 2, we know that the, the world, it's the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. You see, the world says what you see you should get. The world says do whatever you can to make yourself feel good. And the world says, by all means, this life is all about you. That's what the world says. And yet we are called to be countercultural. We are called to say, no, this world is not about getting whatever we want. This world is not about just making ourselves feel good. And this world is not about me. This world is about God and what I can do for his glory. And so we need to be strong and courageous because it's going to take strength and courage to face this world that tells us all the lies and tries to draw us away from Christ. So graduates, as you go forward, wherever, whatever direction God is sending you, be strong and courageous because this world is not easy. In verse 7, we see the next thing that I, I believe that God is telling Joshua in verse 7. And he says this, only be strong and very courageous. We see that there. But then be careful to do according to all that, that Moses, my servant, commanded you not to turn from it from the right or to the left so that you may have success wherever you go. I want to say this. God is telling Joshua here to stay the course. Don't get distracted. Follow God. Follow Christ. Live for him, but don't let the world distract you. Don't turn to the left. Don't turn to the right. See, this world is full of distractions. Whether it's media, whether it's friends, whether it's uh, what the world says is success, whether it's even studies in college, all of these things can become a distraction if we are not careful. But God says, look, don't go to the left, don't go to the right. Follow my law, follow what Moses taught you, and then you will be successful. That's what God says. You see, we can get so distracted and so busy that sometimes we forget that we need to just stay the course, follow Christ, don't let the distractions get into our lives. A little bit of a plug here for crew for this summer. We're actually going through a book called Crazy Busy. This book is all about how we let distractions come into our lives and distract us from a relationship with Christ. So graduates, you're invited to come to crew on Wednesday nights, 6.30. The next thing we see in this passage in, in verse 8, in the first part of verse 8, First part of verse 8 says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. And then it continues on. But I want to say this. God expects Joshua to speak his word. God expects Joshua to speak his word. And it's interesting that he says this first. He doesn't say read my word. He doesn't say study it, although that is understood later. But he says speak my word. That you should, your word should be on your, my word should be on your mouth is what God says. So as we go forward into life, graduates or whoever we are, do we speak as God speaks? Do we speak truth to our world? I'm not saying that everywhere you go, you have to carry around a packet of tracts and give the gospel to every single person, no matter where you are or what you're doing. Okay, that's not what I'm saying here. But what I am saying is, is everything you say seasoned with the salt that Christ has called us to? Is everything that we say pointing towards Christ or is it pointing to ourselves? And we need to consider the fact that whatever we do, wherever we go, whether we're in college, whether we're at work, whether we're in high school still, whether wherever we're, we are, when we speak, we need to speak as God would speak and speak truth into the lives of others, speak truth into our own lives, and speak truth into the world. 
And that will be our way of being able to witness. And that will be our way of following God in this hard, hard world. Speak God's word. God's name and his praise should always be on our lips no matter what situation we find ourselves in. And when that happens, he is glorified. And so he tells Joshua, make sure through this that you continue to speak truth. Then it goes on in, in, in verse 8. And the next thing he says in verse 8, he says, you shall meditate on it day and night. So this goes back to the studying idea. It's meditating on God's word. And it says day and night. Now this is meaning that you should be meditating on God's word constantly. You see, it's really a struggle sometimes in our Christian lives because we do have so many distractions, like we talked about earlier, to make sure that we are focusing on what is right. But we need to focus on God's word, and we need to think about it, we need to meditate on it, we need to be thinking about it all the time. You see, a lot of us get into this rut where we decide that, you know what, if I do my 30 minutes devotions in the morning, and I pray for 15 minutes, that's good, I can go the rest of my day and I'm good. Now, I think that's a great thing to have a 30-minute devotion time in the morning. A lot of people don't. But that's not where it should stop. You don't, to break it off and say, well, now my 30 minutes is over, I'm just going to go on. We're not meditating on God's word day and night. And graduates and all of us here, we need to remember that in life, because it's so hard, because there's so many distractions, we not only need to be speaking truth, but we can't speak truth until we meditate on truth. Because if we don't know truth, how can we share it? So graduates and everyone else here, make sure you make time, make sure you make a priority of God's word and you meditate, you think about it, you dwell on it, you let it, and meditate also comes to the point where it's not just in your head, but it comes to your heart. Really rely on God's word and let it soak into you. It's going to be easy, graduates, as you go forward to let that part slip, but don't. If you do, you're going to find yourself in a place you never wanted to be. So think on God's word. And finally, uh, in, chapter, in verse 8, there's one last thing that he talks about, and then we'll go over a few more. But in verse 8, he says this, You shall meditate on it day and night, that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. Then you will be successful and prosperous. All right, so we, we speak God's word, we speak truth, we think about truth, we think about God's word, but then it says, you know what? It doesn't just stop there either. Then you need to do God's word. Now, you've heard this preached several times from, from the pulpit, and that's, there's a real simple reason for that, that not only should we listen, study, and speak God's word, but we also need to live it. The reason you hear that preached so much is because if you open up your Bible, you will see that time after time after time. Through the Old Testament, the New Testament, God is clear that we can believe all we want to believe in our head, and we can, we can read all we want to read, and we can say all the right things, but if our heart is not in it, if we are not doing what God has commanded us to do, then it does us no good. God's word is not here for us to become smarter. God's word is here for us to become wiser, and that means how we act, how we live. Not just what we say and what we read, but also how we live, how day to day we follow Christ. And God is talking to Joshua and he says, look, you need to speak truth, you need to think about truth, but Joshua, don't let it stay there. Don't just think about it, don't just talk about it, but actually do it. And so graduates today, I want to encourage you and we all would encourage you as you go forth in whatever path you are following that you would make sure that you are using God's word and you are living by it. The world doesn't want you to do that, going back to how hard it is to live, but the world says, don't worry about it, but God says... Follow me and do what is right. And that is why we need to be strong and courageous. It all goes back to that. So we need to speak God's word, think God's word, and also do God's word. Now the last thing that I'm going to talk about today, our sixth thing, and I see we've gone pretty quickly, and we're in verse 9. 
verse 9. This is probably the big one that I really want you to walk away with. All of these things are so important. But this last one, kind of everything relies on this. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not tremble, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. All that we just talked about, it may seem a little overwhelming. Well, man, if the world's that tough, and I can't get distracted, and I've got to speak truth, think truth, and do truth, man, this is going to be hard, and it is hard. And you know what? It's not only hard, but it's actually impossible. You can't do it on your own. So that's why here in verse 9, it's so key. Because what does God say to Joshua? He says, look, I know you're overwhelmed, but listen, remember, don't be afraid. Be strong and courageous and don't be afraid. Why aren't you afraid? Because remember, I am with you. God says this several times throughout Scripture. He says it to the people of Israel. He says it to us. He says, I am not going to leave you. I am with you. I am here with you. Jesus said before he left and ascended to heaven, he said, Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So we are promised that God is right with us. He is omnipresent. He is everywhere and he's always with us. And we have that strength on our side. That's why we can be strong and courageous, because he can give us strength and he can give us courage if we just ask and we look to him. You see, this world is going to try to beat you up, and it may beat you up. You know, you may go through some terrible things in this life. It might be really hard. It might not look that hard, and maybe you'll have a pretty easy life by the world's standards. But in the end, no matter what happens, we need to trust God with our future. That we don't fear, that we aren't worried all the time, that we're not discouraged in our hearts, that we don't look at this world and get to the point where we just want to give up, but instead we have hope, but that hope comes from Jesus. The hope comes from God. He says, look, Joshua, as he's talking to Joshua, I am with you. Don't be afraid. I am the one that will work. And that's what today he wants to say to each and every one of us, graduates, any one of us, is that whatever the path is that you're following, God is walking right beside you. And therefore, you don't need to be afraid. You don't need to be discouraged. You can be strong and courageous. And you can do all these things we've talked about, not because you have the strength, but because God is giving it to you. And so I want to say this morning, graduates, as you go forward, this, this world is tough. It's trying to get you to walk away from what is truth. But God is there, and he was walking next to you. No matter how hard it gets, you can be strong and courageous. One last thing I want to talk about this morning before uh, we show the PowerPoint and have the graduates come up. I want to actually go over to the Old Testament. Uh, we're going to go to the book of Ecclesiastes really quickly. The book of Ecclesiastes, we're going to be in, in chapter 12. I love the book of Ecclesiastes, which I know sounds weird, but yet Ecclesiastes shows us the truth about life in a way that no other book really does. So as we go to Ecclesiastes in the Old Testament, we're going to be in chapter 12. It's the last, it is the last chapter here in Ecclesiastes. And what I want to say as we look at this passage is very simple. Solomon is writing the book of Ecclesiastes. Solomon is writing and he says, the whole idea of the book, if you don't know, graduates or likewise, whoever's here, the idea of Ecclesiastes is Solomon is writing and he's basically saying, look, I have tried to find fulfillment in life and success in life in so many different ways. I've spent years of my life, remember Solomon's the wisest man that ever lived uh, and yet made so many mistakes and, and what he does is this book, he's going back and he's, it's really a book of regret in a lot of way. And he's looking back and he's saying, look, I've tried to find fulfillment in life in so many different ways and it never works. 
as you go through the book, and I would encourage you to read this sometime, graduates, it's a great read because it gives us an understanding of what life should really be about. You see, Solomon tried to pursue knowledge. He tried to pursue pleasure. He tried to pursue work. He tried to pursue wealth. And he tried to pursue success, worldly success. And he thought all these things would be the things that would lead him to happiness, to fulfillment, to what life is all about. And yet what Solomon says time and time and time again is that it's nothing but vanity. It's empty. That it's like tossing it into the wind. It's here and gone and it doesn't matter. And then in chapter 12, Solomon has some final thoughts that he wants to pass along through this book. And it's kind of directed towards youth. And that's why we're directed here. Because I want you to remember all these things we've talked about. Trusting in God, believing in God's truth, doing it, thinking it, speaking it, staying in the course, being strong and courageous. This is not just for older people. I've heard so many people say, well, once this happens or once this happens, then I can do this. Like, once I have kids and once they grow up, then I can get more involved in church. Or, you know, once I get out of college and I'm not as busy, then I'll start going back to church. Or whatever it might be. And it's like postponing things till later. But Solomon says don't do that. Actually, it's very interesting. In chapter 12, well, we're going to read verse 1, and then we're going to turn over to verse 13 and 14. But chapter 12, verse 1 of Ecclesiastes, this is what uh, Solomon says. It says, Remember also your Creator in the days of your youth, before the evil days come and the years draw near when you will say, I have no delight in them. What is Solomon saying here? It's pretty simple. Solomon is saying, look, remember God now while you're young, while you're in the prime of your life. Don't wait until your life is gone and then you try to give, you know, get back to a life pleasing to God. That's not what life is about. He says, while you are young. This is our theme verse for crew, actually. Remember your creator in the days of your youth. Now is the time to remember. And it's not just about remembering up here, but it's remembering who God is and living as a result of it. We need to be remembering God now in our youth. Now, youth is a very interesting term. Some of you are really young. I was just talking to somebody the other day. To my college students and my teenagers, I am old. To most of you, I am young. So it's kind of, it's kind of hard to figure out. But the idea is start now. Start living for God now. Don't wait any longer. While you have the spirit, while you have the time, do it now. And what is it that we should be doing now? Well, that's where we go to 13 and 14 here of chapter 12. The very conclusion of what Solomon comes to, he says this. The conclusion, when all has been heard, is this. Fear God and keep his commandments, because this applies to every person. For God will bring every act into judgment, everything which is hidden, whether it is good or evil. So what does Solomon say? Well, he kind of sums up what we've just talked about. What, what, what God told to Joshua was, look... In life, if you, want to have pro- if you want to have prosperity and success, in my eyes, that means following me. It means fearing me. Fearing is about obeying. It's listening and, o- and obeying. And so what does Solomon he says? Look, in the end, after I've tried all these other ways of finding fulfillment in life, there is one thing that I found that really can provide fulfillment. And it's this. Fear God and keep his commandments. And this is an ultimate advice to anyone but especially graduates as you go forward if you're looking for how to go forward in life the key is fear god keep his commandments respect him enough that you listen to his word and you do what he asks that is what life is all about 
Don't get distracted by this world. Don't let them tell you that you have to be a worldly success and you have to have money and wealth and power and all these other things. And maybe those things will come to you. And if they do, use those for God's glory. But maybe they won't come to you. And you know what? That's not the end of the world. Because God is with you. And God wants you to have success in the fact that you honor him. So that is our advice for our graduates and for all of us today. To make sure that we are successful in the future by being strong and courageous, staying the course, speaking God's word, thinking on God's word, doing God's word, trusting in God because he walks right beside us. And finally, the time to start is now. Fear God, keep his commandments starting now. What we're going to do from here in just a second behind me, we're going to have our video for our graduates. And uh, their names are going to come up, their pictures are going to show. And as that happens, if you are one of the graduates, don't walk that way. Walk this way and come to the front. And right after that, we'll give you your gift. We'll say a few words and we'll get hear what you're going to be doing for the next few years. So if you do that as this video plays, we'd really appreciate that. Come on up. I gave you time and nobody came yet, so... Just line right up, yeah, that's fine. Come on. All right, so we have a total of seven graduates this year. Uh, we have six here with us today. Um, ben Glass is not here, but he is also graduating, so we'll get him his gift later. Um, but uh, these are our uh, other six graduates. So uh, everybody give him a hand, all right? So this is going to kind of be like the lotto. I'm just going to draw a bag. I don't know whose it is. And whoever's name's on the bag gets the bag and also gets the microphone. All right? So that's the deal. So uh, our first one today is going to be Amber. You get to go first. So Amber, why don't you take the mic first and share what you're going to be doing. Yeah. Um, this June 15th, Lydia and I will be going to um, Albuquerque, New Mexico. And we're going to be counselors at a camp, West... Yeah, anyway, it's a camp down there. We're going to be counselors to 10, 8 to 10 girls each. So we would just really appreciate prayers that will make a big impact on our lives and that, um, yeah, we'll be the influences that we need to be. And then, yeah, she's going to explain college later. Okay, all right, great. And Amber's been a great, obviously, a great addition to our church body and to our youth group. We've loved having her. So here's a little thank you for all your time here. And thank you. God bless in the future. All right. All right. We got next, and it's Bailey. All right, Bailey, here's the, what are you doing? I plan to go to Alfred State College to study radiologic technology for the next two years, and then possibly ultrasounds for my third year, and then hopefully I'll get to work with my older brother, Robert, in Atlanta and do his x-rays for him. Great. All right, here we go. Who's next? Who's next? Who's next? Who's next? Michelle. Oh, guys, looks like you're going last. All right. All right, Michelle, why don't you share a little bit? I will be going to uh, Jamestown Community College in the fall, where I will be taking liberal arts for about a year or so, and then hopefully get enough credits to go to Cuca to do creative writing and art and design and music. Great. Oh, we broke the chain. All right, Robbie, it's, it's your turn. 
Well, uh, right now I'm uh, working for my dad. Probably will be for a little while longer. <laughs> um, and then besides that, uh, in the fall, um, I'll be doing some college courses down at GCC in Dansville. And then um, hopefully next year, maybe, um, if the Lord allows, I'll be going into the military. All right, Noah. Here you go. Um, I'm going to be going to Alfred State for liberal arts because I haven't decided what I want to do yet, and hopefully I'll be playing soccer. All right, okay, great. Here you go. <laughs> and Lydia. Here you go. <laughs> um, me and Amber are going to be going to Alfred State um, this year, God willing, for nursing. Uh, we'll be there for about two or three years, and like she said, we'll also be going to New Mexico this summer. That is, all right. Uh, that is everybody. I just want to say a few things. I didn't get a chance to really say much because they were talking, and they talked so much. But uh, um, I've got to know some of them really well, some of them not so well, depending on how long they've been around. I mean, Lydia, were, she just came around, but she's been a great asset to our church. I know we loved her in Olympians, and we're glad that you guys aren't going too far right now. So Amber, I already said a little bit about She's been, you know, a, a, just solid in youth group and always just been a great asset. Robbie brings fun to everything he does, no question about that. I'm a little, I, he scares me because he get, has a lot of knives, but other than that, he's pretty, <laughs> um, Noah, I, I, Anytime we had competitions, I had to make sure that nobody was going to get hurt because Noah was so intense. But that was cool to have. It was always good to have that in, in group. And once again, just solid young man, just as Robbie. And, and Bailey, she's been so steady and, and, and coming to youth group. And just, you know what, there's, there's days where she would sit and it looked like she was having no fun. And then I would talk to her and, like, she'd be just, it would be an amazing conversation to have with her. And, you know what, she's just an amazing young woman. I can't wait to see what she's going to do. Michelle, uh, she came to us a couple years ago, and uh, she's been a, a real blessing to our group as well. She just has come in, and, and you know what? She is. Uh, she's always thinking that she can beat me in Foursquare. She hasn't, but we won't say that. But uh, um, but no, just a great attitude as she comes in, and she's been a real great asset to our youth group, and she's been coming here for a while, and we just are so thankful. So we're thankful for all of these graduates, and I just want to say that they're all fine young men and women, and we can't wait to see what they're going to do. Please be praying for them. As we just talked about, you know, life is going to be hard, and life is not always going to be easy. And just pray for them that God will keep them strong. But not only, don't just stop at praying. Don't just look at them and figure, oh, they're young, they've got it all together, I don't need to worry about it. Talk to them. Ask them how it's going. Offer help when they need help. All those different things. Because a lot of them, as I'm looking through then, everybody except for Michelle is still going to be in the area. So, I mean, first of all, crew. Second of all, um, we can continue to lift them up as they're here. So let's do that as a body. And let's give them one more round of applause as we celebrate. There you guys can go sit down here. All right, and what we're going to do now is we're going to close the service in prayer. Uh, and as we do, we're going to pray for the food. We're going to play bless, bleh, blessing. Woo! I didn't drink enough water. Uh, I had all of it up there. Uh, blessing. Praying blessing for the meal as we go back. And that way, as we go in, you guys can feel free 
to uh, go right in if the food is ready. I'm assuming it is. I haven't heard that it's not. So uh, if you go in and you can help yourselves and uh, just sit with our graduates, sit with one another, fellowship. Uh, Even if you didn't bring food, uh, come on back and fellowship with us. We'd love to have you. So why don't we end in prayer? Lord, I just thank you for this morning. I thank you for our graduates. I thank you that you have uh, brought these young men and women into our lives as a church and just the asset they've been. And just we thank you for them. We pray forward that you would just help them to um, stay the course. Lord, that we as a church can help them in that as well. And Lord, we do pray that you would just help them to be tremendous witnesses throughout their life and what lives, whatever they end up doing. Some of them have a, a plan. Some of them are still wondering. And yet, Lord, you know exactly what's happening. So I just pray that you would guide and lead them as well this morning. We do pray for our time out back as we go and enjoy the food and fellowship that you have before us. We praise and thank you for the food and for the people that you've given us in our lives. And, and right now, we just do pray that we'd be blessed as we eat of the food and as we have the fellowship. And Lord, that you would receive glory today as we are able to meet together. And I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.